I'm Rob. I am Dirk. I'm Ben. I'm Frank. We're geeks who talk about metal. Hello, everyone. We're not exactly sure what we're doing, but we thought it would be really fun as a group of geeks to talk about metal because we love metal. So we're going to talk about the new releases that came out this month and then every month afterwards and possibly some historic album just to we have some good music to talk to <laughs> <laughs> so so you're saying all new albums are shit this month <laughs> yeah yeah just so that we have <laughs> you bastards just so that we have <laughs> stop laughing just so that we have some good music to talk about as well and making sure every month there's something good to talk about this month january february mar may coronavirus sir <laughs> we're going to talk about the albums that were released april 2020 or month two of coronavirus first and most wonderfully I use wonderfully sarcastically, is Dirk. And Dirk loves conception and the state of deception. Then we're going to talk about Frank's choice for new album of April by Nightwish. And it has the brilliant title of Human Space Colon Capital I Capital I Colon Space Nature. <laughs> no, it rolls off the tongue. I think this and is... I think this is really great if you would like to say Alexa or Siri to play this album. It would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Especially after the fifth beer or so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gets better and better. After that, there's Ben, who's going to ulcerate. With the best album this month. <laughs> and he says to Alexa, stare into death. And be still. <laughs> and finally, because of course the best album comes last, we have Testament, might be my choice, and Titans of Creation. And it being 40 years, according to some calendars, but it can't really have been that long ago, since Iron Maiden released Killers, we're going to briefly touch on Killers as well. So... Introduce yourself, Dirk. I would rather say explain yourself, Dirk. Why on earth did you choose that <laughs> album? Really? So what's the problem with Conception? I really like the old stuff um, Conception released in the past, and it took 23 years until a new album was released. And I can and might only I, say... Might I add something? Had they waited another 20 years and not released it at all, we would have missed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you do not like uh, progressive melodic metal, um, that's not my fault in that case. That is not true. <laughs> I'm a big <laughs> fan, for example, of Threshold and the likes. Yeah, but, you, ah. yeah, but you cannot compare Threshold with Conception. Those two bands are too different to compare because the, still the genre progressive metal is a broad one. So 
I wouldn't say uh, it, it's a shitty uh, that it's a shitty album and just um, talk it down right at the beginning, because I would say yeah after 23 years there's a new album, and I say this band still knows how to play the instruments and still know how to do good songwriting. In my opinion, uh, for my opinion, it is that um, this band um, never left the stage. Although, yeah, they still have the trademarks, but they also have evolved. So the new album is not just a follow-up of the old stuff back in the late 90s. In my, from, from my point of view, this is a modern progressive metal album and it's worth listening to. But on the other hand, Dirk, uh, knowing to play the instruments, isn't this their job? Uh, well, I, I have to agree uh, that, that they have quite solid songwriting in there. I have to give them that. But there are also long passages of the album that didn't get me at all. It's certainly an album that takes its time. Um, yep. When you first listen to it, yeah, I, I was the same. I was a bit like, meh. <laughs> meh? It, yeah, meh. It, it, was, it was okay. It was nice to have on whilst I was working, but I didn't stop and tap my fingers and dance to it a bit. But it... it It got better, but not not really better. Yeah, the thing is, uh, Conception was and is a band where if you um, put on uh, the CD or LP or whatever, um, you may need two to three rotations until uh, the music fully gets you. It's not an album which you uh, hear at the first row and say, oh, burner. No, that's not yeah. that kind of music they're doing. I, I absolutely agree. And I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I love that with bands and with albums, if they grow on you. I, I really like that. But somehow here, this album, for me personally, for me, this never got to a stage where it grew. Really? I don't know why. Somehow I, I, I missed something there. Oh, for me, well, it's, uh, I didn't miss anything because I knew the old conception stuff. Maybe I'm a little bit a fanboy as well. I am. Um, suppose but uh, what i really like is that roy khan the singer is back in business because he was a former singer of camelot and left the band due to a burnout and was gone for years and uh, i'm not quite sure when conception released the first ep after quite a long time that was for me it was a Aha, oh wow effect that Roy Khan is back at the microphone and starts singing again because I really love Roy Khan. So which which track? Yeah, um, it's the, um, uh, not the last track, but I think the, the, the second last one, um, the song She Dragon. That's the one I would uh, give a shot at to get to um, get a feeling uh, what, the, what the music is about, Conception is playing. To get an idea of the album. Okay, I I, I think it was uh, very melodic. It was quite backgroundy, and it was the worst of the four that we had this month. <laughs> really? Oh my I god! I think maybe I was maybe I was missing the riffs a bit. It was too flowing and too little riffs. But when it comes to flowing music, I think Frank has a word or two to add to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, after all, he chose a 
a double album this month. A double to album. Torture us with more music. Yeah, exactly. A double album with a title uh, no one can spell. I think it would. I, I think maybe it will. Uh, it will be uh, uh, spelled uh, human to nature. Could be. Yeah. And well, this is a, a new album or the new double album from Nightwish. And I. And maybe yeah. Frank, before you go on, yeah. one thing I have to say. Um, we had this before when, when Dirk Frank and I talked about Heaven Shall Burn. Um, I really uh-huh. hold my hat to bands who release double album albums these yes. days. Yes. I think that's a great, brave move to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Because the, the attention span of most music listeners is that of a fly banging constantly against the window. Yeah, no, that's right. So overall, there are 17 tracks on this double album. But the problem I have with this album is that this is more or less, or at least to me, it is very generic. So it's just generic, um, yeah, generic um, uh, gothic metal or something like this. And I think that there are a few other albums from Nightwish which are quite better than this. I'm, I had, have to admit I'm not a big Nightwish fan, but on the other hand, I have been to one or two concerts from them. Um, yes, and there are, there are so much songs, I think, which are uh, exchangeable. Uh, what, what do you think? For me, there were few highlights and those were, were the ones where Thomas did more singing and mm-hmm. he did that with the last few albums already yeah and now there were songs that where you could hear that they were actually more tailored to his voice than than anything else and those tracks were the ones I enjoyed most yeah but if I but if I but if I ask you in a month or so uh, if you could tell me a song of this album could you Mm, not really, I'm sure. That's it's quite impossible. Well, but I, I couldn't say much about other Nightwish songs except Hamster a Dentist. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I think there are some some Nightwish songs you can always remember and you can always uh, recognize. For example, um, like Sleeping Sun or um, something or something like this. I think you can remember this if you hear them. But I th- if you hear songs from this album, I think it's it's hard to remember them if you just hear them. So I definitely, uh, for for me, it's noise. Noise, noise. is the one that, that, that stands out. <laughs> now, part of that is because um, Planet Rock have it on a fairly heavy rotation and and we listen to that quite a lot and and trace really likes it but it was interesting how even she was like is this still the same song and i'm like no no this is song number 15 exactly it is it's not an album that i could listen all the way through or a double album i could listen to all the way through because it just became too samey and yes. annoyingly too samey. So there were a couple of good songs on there, but that it, it, it was just too much for me. Yes. Yeah. One song one song that really stood out to me was Tribal. Yes, to me as well. Tri- tribal and Tribal is very uh, different, I would say. Maybe yeah. due to the mm. well, what is yeah, you can't say folk parts here, yeah, but it it mm. compared to the other songs, it is uh, a unique or uniquer song compared to yeah. the others. Yeah, but regarding um, the album, I only listened to the new um, Nightwish album only once. 
I have to confess. There once was better than this. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it is a good album, technically spoken, because Turbos yeah. Holopainen, yeah. he is a very, very good songwriter. But I think in the, la in the last years, it seems that he's um, evolving more and more to be um, that he wants to be a film musician or something like that. Because also in the older albums or in the former albums, you always have um, had some um, of the soundtrack trademarks by Hans Zimmer and so on. Mm -hmm. And also on this album, again, uh, if you listen closely, you find Game of Thrones trademarks in one or two songs as well. Mm -hmm. So he is addicted to film music, to... Um, uh, yeah, to soundtracks like uh, Game of Thrones, etc., all that stuff. Mm. And I think it's a bit too much nowadays. Yeah. So the older albums, it was a, a bit different. So if you take, yeah. for example, the first album, Angels Fall First, yeah. the, uh, the, um, when Nightwish was a newcomer band, that was blasting me away because those songs were really awesome. You never heard that before. But nowadays... It got too much. It got really too much for me. Yeah, but uh, I think I think this is also because um, Nightwish, with some other bands, more or less um, created these opera uh, metal thing. I think uh, they call themselves symphonic metal band or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, so so um, the all the songs um, seem to be a little bit very generic. Generic, like if you um, just put it in into a computer or something like this procedural generated songs <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe one thing uh, one thing last uh, to recommend two songs of this album i would go with ben and uh, recommend tribal and the other song i would recommend would be um showmaker mm -hmm. yep yeah okay yep good choice okay go on ben yeah, Ulcerate, uh, the, yeah. the crazies from New Zealand. I've I've been following them quite a while now. I have all their albums. I, I really like the band because they have a really unique style of playing death metal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Dirk, this goes to prove that I'm not, I, I don't need like catchy tunes or, or, or stuff to like music so I'm, I'm i'm okay with progressive music that evolves and what i love about ulcerate is the way they they have these they create these death metal soundscapes where different yeah. sounds layer above above each other and float into different parts and blast away with aggression and everything mm -hmm. and i to me that's I, it's brilliantly crafted progressive death metal music and they've evolved their style throughout the last few albums and now it's they, they've grown into to full bombastic brutal sound mm. that i've i think doesn't compare to many other bands yeah yeah i would say um it's death metal with black metal vibes sometimes so you yeah. also have yeah. some black metal influences in it but yeah. also very often for my um, hearing experience, so so often dissonances are used where I think, what the fuck are they doing yes. right now? It's really, yeah. so, whoa, was that really happening? Mm -hmm. And also yeah. the, the drummer, holy shit, the drummer is a berserker. <laughs> <laughs> and and seeing them live is, seeing them live is an experience mm -hmm. because they have these live shows where the entire stage is lit with red light 
only red lights flashing and lit from behind and lots of smoke and you had just have these eruptions coming from the stage mm -hmm. with these blast <laughs> beats and layers of music <laughs> yeah. just rolling over you and it, it really blows your mind to see mm -hmm. them live so i have to admit that i'm not very much into death metal or black metal but i really really like this album very much because of the um, soundscape they are creating it's really it's it's really awesome Oh dear! What? <laughs> what? So it's up to you to say that you didn't like it, Rob. <laughs> um, yeah, I I found it a little generic. I found it a little samey. Okay. Um, I have to say, of all the albums on in, in this month's choice, this is the one I listened to the least. Um, partly because it wasn't available on Spotify. Um, yeah, it, it's impressive. Yes, there's energy. Yes, it's it's visceral. Uh, it's it's dark and it's heavy. But I guess that 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 type of real real deep death metal is not not my favourite genre anyway. Um, and I, I could take it or leave it. Yep. It was it wasn't it wasn't like Nightwish where mm. I'm like I cannot listen to this album anymore. <laughs> it's driving me insane because it just sounds the same but equally it wasn't like oh crikey i want to listen to this again mm. i've been listening to this album on repeat for for four or five days now <laughs> yeah i think i think live it, it'd probably be be excellent i uh, i can i can see that yeah. but um it, it was it was it was a you know six out of ten for me okay then let's move on to testament no, we can't move on to Testament because you've got to pick two, two ah, songs. I've got to pick two tracks. Uh, it's fairly easy. The, the first one is the title track, Stand to Death and Be Still. Mm -hmm. Great track. Yeah. Has all the trademarks. And the second one I picked was uh, Dissolved Orders because that one builds up so nicely. So so this has like this this huge flow that, that really escalates to climax that just goes on and on and on and i love the way they built that song excellent so next we have um testament and i think the thing with testament is we can all agree that this yeah. is a solid 10 out of 10 yes <laughs> this is an awesome album I, yeah. I i i was actually surprised how much i enjoyed this album i really got into mm. it it's, it really, really got me going, gave me energy. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, and that's probably not the right word, but it was fun. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, you know, blistering, a mad dash through, through, through mayhem. But it was also polished. You can tell. Was this their tenth, eleventh, maybe even more album? And and they really, they 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 know what they're doing, and they've got it down pat and i i thoroughly enjoyed it really it was really good i i really enjoyed how they gave to my feeling the vocals a little bit more space and the vocals got a bit more versatile than they were on the last few albums so he really filled that space really well on mm -hmm. this album like there's this from melodic singing yeah. to harsh shouting and screaming there's mm -hmm. the whole bandwidth of, of thrash metal vocals on there yeah some 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 real good stuff there Dirk, what did you think yeah it's um also what ben already uh said that shuck billy um 
you, you, we really have to talk explicitly about Chuck because it is not very often that a thrash metal shouter can be uh, so, um, how will you say it, um, diversified so that he can, on the one hand, really scream and shout, but um, also he shows so many uh, facets of his voice uh, regarding, uh, especially in the song um, City of Angels. If you listen closely, and especially to Shaq's voice, you really get your mind blown. You think, well, it's not just a normal, ordinary thrash metal shouter on the microphone. What he does mm -hmm. is really awesome. And you have to think about how old is he now? I hope that I will have still the power when I turn his age. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Plus, of course, they have the, the benefits of having the best guitar duo mm. in thrash metal, except Holt yes. and Altus. But Peterson and Skolnick are great guitar players, really top of their game. So, Frank, how did that compare with uh, you know mixing that, listening to Nightwish? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a, it's a quite different than Nightwish. So um, I like the um, album Titans of Creation from Testament um, very much. I um, I think when um, they first published something from this album, it was um, the um, song Night of the w uh, Witch, yeah. which was um, which was published first, and I really love the song. I heard it over and over again and it's it's a really it's a brilliant album and i would i would uh, uh prefer it a thousand times to hear this and nightwish <laughs> <laughs> and, and in fact i'm doing that it's a really it's a really great album so rob with an album that in, in that quality what songs would you pick oh it was so hard mm -hmm. i mean night of the witch <laughs> Night of the Witch was was one that, that i that i really liked mm -hmm. it really gave me he was like, yeah, this this rocks, um, and he the he, the the healers because um, high energy, lots of tempo going there. But nah, I'm I, I, I was considering actually changing to Curse of Osiris, Curse of Osiris instead of the healers, yeah. and and actually probably could have been two others as instead, but. Uh, ultimately, I think if I had to pick two, it would be Night of the Witch and Curse of Osiris. What do you guys think? Yeah, Night of the Witch, definitely. Yeah, I'm a bit more addicted to The Healers. That's really a cool song. This, um, I can't describe it uh, exactly. This stamping rhythm, then this, this <laughs> yeah. awesome guitars, but also... Um, and the bass is really awesome at the, in that track as well. So Ben, you as best player, you would love the song as well, I suppose. Yeah, I'm, the thing is, I'm, I, I really dig the production of that album because it's really great how they managed to play loud and fast and aggressive and still make all instruments be heard. Yeah, that's it. That you're able to comment on the way mm -hmm. the bass is played is really unique for me i think one of the tracks that stands out will be world war three oh yes how could yeah. i forgot it right <laughs> yes <laughs> because this because that one also has this insane speed <laughs> yeah they're pushing yeah. so so the pedal to the metal oh mm. i shouldn't say it but yes yeah. <laughs> i'm a little bit yeah, sad yeah. because um before all this corona thing started they were playing in oberhausen 
And unfortunately, I didn't have uh, time to go and to watch them, but I think it would uh, be an awesome or it had been an awesome concert. Yeah, but we didn't find the time. No, we didn't find the time. And as you know, family first, so... Yep, yep, absolutely. Actually, I saw them on that tour. <laughs> and that was... I've seen them several times. Mm. And the the Titans of Creation, that tour with Death Angel and Exodus, for me, was the best mm. I've ever seen Testament. Because usually they were struggling with sound and yes. they had the volume so high up that uh, that the voice was fighting, constantly fighting mm -hmm. the instruments. You could hear him struggling to get through. Mm. And this tour, it was better. Mm. It was the first time I saw them with a really good sound. It was really brilliant. I saw them once in, um, I think, uh, Gelsenkirchen in Schalke Arena. There was uh, some kind of uh, metal meeting or something like that. And it was really, really bad. It was so bad, uh, I, I yeah. couldn't stand it. And just to, to pour some, some Tabasco into your wounds, because salt is not enough. <laughs> um, okay, go on. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, Exodus is, is yeah. one of my absolute yeah. all-time favorite bands, and they were brilliant. And then I said, okay, this can't get any better. And then Testament came and played a killer set with a brilliant song choice and really brilliant sound and was just perfect night out. Thank you very much, Ben. You're welcome, my friend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from, from the year 2020. Yeah. Let's travel back in time. Yeah. Let's go into the DeLorean. 40 years. But just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So 40 years ago. It's, it's, it's crazy, it's isn't it? Insane. It's insane. It's really insane, yeah. yes. The thing that I remember most is the album, the cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The cover... <laughs> I remember seeing seeing the cover and, and going, ah, oh, look at that. That's going to be good. And I, I was, you know, I was obviously only minus six years old because you know, I'm, I'm only 25. Um, but it, it's, for, for me, this album is is one of the the many of my late teens, mid teens to late teens, as I started getting into metal. And and I just remember how much I loved Murders in the Remorg. Mm -hmm. And I just absolutely blew me away. Yeah. And uh, the, the 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 singing, the the energy, um, and then having seen them live mm -hmm. X numbers of time, it's you know seeing some of those songs played live is just. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm. I was just going to say that Rothschild is still one of the highlights of a Maiden show. Yep. I love yep. it when yeah. that bass starts and it's, it's so insane and it's just so great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, you can, you can pick any song on that album and they're all, they all pass yeah. the test of time. Yes, and they are all, and um, you can remember them. Um, as you said, if you if you hear the first uh, two or three notes of Rothschild, uh, <laughs> you you um, instantly know. Well, this is Iron Maiden, and this is Rothschild, and this is, is brilliant. Yep. It's really, really brilliant. And yet, interestingly, it's um, it's Dianio singing. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. And and there's no way he could have sung some of the songs on the the later albums. For sure, no way. Um, completely different type of vocal. 
but he he, he absolutely nailed it in this album. Mm. Yeah, he had what that album needed. Yeah, the, this rough yeah. touch is just what this album needs. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that was forty years ago. Yes, yep. forty wow. years ago. And really. now, when we uh, say goodbyes and finish uh, this podcast, what I'll do is I'll put on Killers at max volume uh, yes. and enjoy it yeah. like yeah. It was yesterday. So, so one question to you all: uh, What was your the first Iron Maiden album you were listening to? Because mine was not Killers. I heard it a uh, little bit later. Oh, okay. okay, I think really my first album was uh, Number of the Beast. Yeah, that was the first one. That was my introduction to Iron Maiden. I think it couldn't get any better. Okay. Yeah, bought that when I was 13, I think. <laughs> Rob, you, you was Killers or? I'm trying to think. Um, I think it probably would have been Number of the Beast. Okay. But it was very quickly Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the that was the one I listened to most. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and then the Soundhouse tape, because yeah. mm-hmm. one of my friend's older brother was was a big metalhead and mm-hmm. um, and he he'd got a tape with that on, so I had mm-hmm. that on one side and I made and I made on the other. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> oh, what else was on? There's something else on there as well. Um, and, and that's what I listen to, but it, it might be Number of the Beast that I listened to first, mm-hmm. but the one that I listened to most earliest was definitely Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I, I still put it on now. So I think my first Iron Maiden album was The Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Great album. And very quickly after listening to that album, I bought um, then Power Slave. Also two mm-hmm. two really yep. great yes. albums. Yes. I mean, we could say that about... <laughs> Every Maiden album, so... Yeah, that's a <laughs> question. You know, what's yeah. your favorite Maiden album? Well... Which is your least favorite? That's the... the least, which is yes. your least favorite? <laughs> so which is your least favorite Maiden album? Fairly easy. Uh, Final Frontier. Okay. Didn't like it at all. Didn't like that. Didn't like the one before that. Didn't like Brave New World. Yeah, Matter of Life and Death wasn't that good. Mm. That's right, yeah. So like the Maiden album I uh, uh, don't don't like or I like least is X Factor. Oh, the Blaze Bailey time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should rethink that because that's a good album. It's a good album. Yeah. It's okay. different. It's different and it's not Maiden as you know them from the 80s, but it's mm-hmm. brilliant. So let me give you my random Blaze Bailey fact, which I undoubtedly will say again on this podcast. But <laughs> I once stopped a Wolfsbane gig because Blaze Bailey fell on my head. (laughs) 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 So I was at the front with my hands on the monitors at Bristol Beer Keller and there's like, I don't know, two, three hundred people in there max. And as he stood on the monitor, people surged towards him. I pushed the monitor out from underneath his feet. And he landed whack on my head. I like, I like you hit it hard. But the worst thing was, he knocked my glasses onto the floor. Aye. So the first thing I've done is gone down trying to find my glasses. Go, oh, shit, I need to drive back. <laughs> I need my glasses. But he obviously thought that he'd really hurt me because I mean, he, he, he caught me a chunk on the head. But I've got a really hard head anyway. So as I'm trying to find my glasses, there's this bloke grabbing me by the shoulder going, you all right, mate, 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 are you all right? Shaking me. 
<laughs> As I stood up, the, the band have stopped because the lead singer disappeared. And they were like, what's going on? He's standing there looking at me like, like really worried, like, oh, mate, are you all right? And I'm like, fuck off. Get back up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I could have, like, all the things I could have been so cool about it. It was just like... Get back on stage. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's a very nice story to close today's exactly, podcast. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So thank you very much, Rob, for sharing that fact with us. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're more than welcome. What, what, what I thought we could finish with was... <clears throat> that was talking about metal. Who can go deeper? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't because I'm afraid I will wake up my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so I really look forward to doing this again uh, next month with new albums. Yeah, but next time Frank will uh, take the uh, shitty album part. What? <laughs> he did this I, this time as well. So. I had the shitty album here. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Right here, I'm going to go and search uh, Metal Archive for albums released in May. Bye. Okay. Bye, guys. Ciao. Tschüss. Bye-bye.